Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. I am Alexander Glover, and welcome to another episode. Okay, so today's episode. Today's episode is why a calorie isn't a calorie. Okay, so a lot of you may know, or a lot of you may not know, if you've been following me for a while, that my mantra is very much embedded around the the fact and the notion that a calorie isn't a calorie. Not all calories are created equally and in order for you to function, perform, and feel like a proper human being, you should not be counting calories and you should be focused on nurturing, nourishing and fueling your body properly so that you can feel how you're meant to feel. So this podcast today is actually in response to someone across the other side of the globe, actually, a girl called Ali. Well, I'm not going to say her last name because she might not want that publicly voiced over the internet like this. However, she messaged me the other day and said that I really, well, it kind of really was nice to read this, to be honest with you. Her doctor recommended my podcast and she felt, I guess, extremely calm listening to my podcast because she was starting to develop a toxic relationship with food. And well, I guess by calming her down, it meant that this enabled her to realize that food is far more than just a macronutrient profile. It is something that talks to our DNA and literally changes the way we look, feel, and function. Every 28 days, our skin regenerates. So when people say you are what you ate, you literally are what you eat. And if you want to look sluggish, slow, lethargic, fatigued, then by all means, go and eat all that fast food junk. But if you want to feel good, look good, look glowing, look radiant, actually have bounding energy, then know that what you're eating right now has a direct role in that. I digress. Now, a calorie isn't a calorie, simply put. Vitamins and minerals, vital nutrients, and insoluble and soluble fiber in the profiling of a food source will directly impact how that food is broken down and extracted in your body. If you take, I give this example many, many a time, okay? So if you take 4,000 calories worth of broccoli and 4,000 calories worth of, say, McDonald's fast food, and you give that to the exact same person, imagine that there's a mirror image clone of a person, they eat both of these meals, they're going to look vastly different 24 hours, 48 hours, a week, 10 minutes, 50 minutes after eating each meal. Now, you're probably going to be nodding your head and go, yeah, well, they probably would look vastly different. So therefore, you already understand that a calorie isn't made equal. A calorie isn't a calorie. There are going to be so many factors coming into play when they're eating these two different foods. Just for example, very, very quickly, imagine how much water retention you're going to have after eating the fast food from, say, McDonald's. Not only that, but a lot of those processed chemicals are massive endocrine disruptors. They're not going to even be metabolized via the body, which means the fat distribution is going to be phenomenal. And the nutrient extraction, because they're barely able to be classified as a food source. I mean, we all know the example that their their hamburger has to have the pickles on it for it not to be classified as confectionery. But you're not going to be able to get any real sustenance, substance, nutrients, and nurturing qualities from this McDonald's fast food. On the other hand, the broccoli is going to be very satisfying. I mean, if you're going to be getting through that 4,000 calories worth of broccoli, I, I take my hat off to you. 
but it's also going to make you feel full for longer. It's actually going to give you lasting energy. It's not going to disrupt your sleep. It's not going to disrupt many hormones in your body. And it's going to actually give you nutrient which you can extract, okay? When I say this nutrient extraction, you think about how much nutrients, okay, and how much good you can drain from a certain food. You take this broccoli, for example. There's a lot of, of that broccoli which your body is going to be able to use. McDonald's, on the other hand, maybe 10% of that food you're actually going to be able to use for things like energy, Okay. The rest is just complete and utter junk. It's going to give you a massive insulin spike. Your body's going to feel lethargic and fatigued to be able to digest it. Barely any of it is actually going to be clean, usable, raw energy. Okay. Now, if you put these two foods, the 4,000 calories worth of McDonald's and broccoli into a science laboratory, yes, they will give you the same energy output of 4,000 calories. However, a human body is not a science lab. Now, this, this is quite a key notion and a very pivotal one, I think, because a lot of people believe that we are this robotic product which can literally understand if we're giving it the right exact calories and doing this and doing that. And no, our bodies are very, very different. Our bodies are going to be functioning different day to day, let alone thinking it's going to be able to produce the same amount of energy from 4,000 calories worth of broccoli to 4,000 calories worth of McDonald's, let alone thinking it's going to know how to actually break down that McDonald's and give you the same effect for your, say, like blood glucose levels, your protein synthesis. Like there are so many different factors involved in the breakdown of this energy to actually extract the nutrients, okay? So now understanding that, okay, we are very misled in our society because people are so married to the idea that a calorie is a calorie and macronutrients are the only thing that you need to worry about. And plain and simple, it's quite sad that our, our, our society is very dictated and swayed by this very large food lie. Because if that were the case, well, you'd be seeing everyone walking around, I guess, not not in an ill state, even though that they're starving themselves and, and training hard and doing this and doing that and trying to eat 1,200 calories, which, may I add, is the nutritional requirement for a freaking toddler. So if you're eating under that, you're not even giving your body the needs of a toddler's body. You're far bigger. You're working using brain capacity to tenfold the amount of that of a toddler. And on top of that, you're working out, walking around, doing a lot of things independently. So clearly your food requirement should be far more than 1,200 calories just from the get-go. Yet a lot of these nutritional experts, I'm doing that in quotation marks, and, and um, personal trainers who think that they know so much about food because they crash dieted once, got really ripped, took a photo of themselves and claimed themselves as a superhero is just simply misleading the public. And it's putting our public in a lot of danger and a lot of risk for toxic relationships with food, energy crashes, hormone imbalances, zero libido, reproductive issues. The list goes on. Blood diseases, autoimmune diseases, gut issues. I mean, it seriously is a problem because a lot of those so-called experts are saying that you can 
need a donut and it's the same as eating a salad because it's got the same macronutrients and the same um, calorie content. Therefore, if you can get away with it, you do it. Now, a big thing about me is a lot of people, if you're from the eastern suburbs in Sydney and you're listening to this, then please don't take offence. But a lot of people in the eastern suburbs try and get away with as much abuse to their body as they can, yet still look pretty on the surface. Now, that's the idea of, I guess, calorie counting and macronutrient monitoring, right? You're trying to get away with sneaking these shitty bad foods into your diet as much as you can. Now, that shouldn't be the way to live. Now, I'm not saying that I don't eat bad, crappy, shitty foods, but when I do eat them, I'm not trying to replace it for a hearty legume and avocado seed nut rich salad, which is going to nourish my body and nurture me to a state of good energy and satiation and satisfaction. Now taking and keeping that in your mind, this law of thermodynamics, which is given a laboratory, a a thousand calories of something and something else is the exact same. However, this law of thermodynamics doesn't apply in living, breathing, digestive systems. When you eat food, isolated system, part of the equation goes out the window because food interacts with our biology, a complex adaptive system that instantly transforms every single bite. Now let's deconstruct why this will occur, okay, and use two different examples. Let's say that we have 750 calories worth of a soft drink, okay, or for those in America, a soda, and 750 calories of broccoli, and understand how they actually interact with your body. Because if you follow the calories a calorie rule, then you can consume both these products and go, cool, sweet, energy for my body, nourishment for my body, cool, one's got sugar, that's a carbohydrate, cool, I'm satisfied with carbohydrates. No. Your gut will quickly absorb the fiber-free sugars in the soda. Uh, The glucose spikes your blood sugar, starting a domino effect of high insulin and a cascade of hormonal responses that kicks bad biochemistry into gear. And this high insulin increases storage of belly fat, increases inflammation, raises triglycerides and lowers HDL, raises blood pressure, lowers testosterone in men and contributes to infertility in women. Moreover, this soda will also increase your appetite because of the insulin's effect on your brain chemistry the insulin blocks your appetite control hormone leptin you become more leptin resistant so the brain never gets the i'm full signal instead it thinks you are starving your pleasure-based reward center is triggered driving you to consume more sugar and fueling your addiction and this is simply just how easy 750 calories of soda or um, soft drink can create biochemical chaos and then to couple this with the fact that soda contains no fiber vitamins minerals or phytonutrients to help you process the calories you are consuming these are empty calories devoid of any nutritional value and they are full of trouble your body doesn't even register soda as food so you eat more all day long plus your taste buds get hijacked so anything that is not super sweet doesn't even taste very good to you anymore now on the flip side 750 calories of broccoli as with the soda these calories are made up primarily of carbohydrates but let's clarify just what that means because the varying characteristics of carbs will factor significantly into the contrast i'm about to illustrate Carbohydrates are plant-based compounds comprised of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. They come in many varieties, but they are all technically sugar or starches, which convert to sugar in the body. The important difference is in how they affect your blood sugar. High fiber, low sugar carbohydrates, such as broccoli, as well as most vegetables and fruits, 
are slowly digested and don't lead to blood sugar and insulin spikes, while table sugar and bread, white heavily processed bread, um, are digested quickly. That spike your blood sugar. Therein lies the difference. Slow carbs like broccoli heal rather than harm. Now, again, in saying that, fruit, right? Fruit is something, again, that will not spark this tumbling out of control spike because it is filled with these essential phytonutrients. So this 750 calories of broccoli is containing 67 grams of fiber. It's 23% protein, 9% fat, and 68% carbohydrate relative to 510 calories from net carbs. And the sugar in this broccoli is equivalent of, say, 1.5 to 2 teaspoons. And the rest of the carbohydrates are the low glycemic type found in all non-starchy veggies. So if I were to ask you, are 750 calories of broccoli and soft drink the same? I mean, if I was asked to ask a kindergarten group, is it the same? Pretty sure they would say no way. So why has every major organization and government body told us otherwise? Let's now delve in and take a close look as to how different these two sets of calories really are. First, you wouldn't be able to eat, well, I mean, hats off to you if you can eat 750 calories worth of broccoli, um, because it probably wouldn't fit in most people's stomachs, okay? But assuming you could, what would happen? Well, it contains a lot of fiber, so very few of the calories would actually get absorbed. Those that did would get absorbed very slowly. There'd be no blood sugar or insulin spike, no fatty liver, no hormonal chaos. Your tummy would distend, which it does with soda, but bloating doesn't count, sending signals to your brain that you are full. There would be no triggering of the addiction reward center in the brain. You'd also get many extra benefits that optimize metabolism, lower cholesterol, reduce inflammation, and boost detoxification. The phytonutrients in broccoli boosts our liver's ability to detoxify environmental chemicals and the flavonoids are powerful anti-inflammatories. Broccoli also contains high levels of vitamin C and folate, which protect against the cancer and heart. The glucosinolates and um, sulforaphanes in broccoli change the expression of your genes to help balance your sex hormones, reducing breast and other cancers. So what is being illustrated here is that not all calories are equal. The same number of calories from different types of foods can have a very, very, very different biological effect on you. So if you still think a calorie is a calorie, okay, there was a study. Um, in a study of 154 countries that looked at the correlation of calories, sugar, and diabetes, scientists found that adding 150 calories a day to the diet barely raised the risk of diabetes in the population. But if those 150 calories came from soda or soft drink, the risk of diabetes went up by 700%. So some calories are addictive, others healing, some fattening, some metabolism boosting. That's because food doesn't just contain calories, it contains information, okay? Every bite of food broadcasts a set of coded instructions to your body, instructions that can either create health or disease. So if food is DNA and it talks to our body and you're still convinced that consuming food with very minimal information, okay? And when I say information, I'm referring to the deconstructed profile of the food, okay? If you still think that, well, your DNA just, just doesn't need that information, well then be my guest. But chances are you've probably eaten really poorly once or twice in your life, okay? Or maybe you eat poorly every single day and you feel really, really bad all the time lethargic, gross, crappy. That's because the food that you're eating just simply isn't food, okay? It is a restriction of energy. 
and you're trying to fulfill those energy requirements with macronutrients that may just be that, macronutrients, not even micronutrients. Like I just said, that soda, okay, the soft drink, is technically a macronutrient of just carbohydrates. Maybe a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of fat, tiny, tiny, tiny bit of protein. Okay, it still is a macronutrient. So when someone says, oh, if you hit your macros and you say you have 100 grams of carbohydrates to fulfill and you choose to eat highly refined white bread or a soda or gummy bears or whatever it may be to hit that target, well, that's kind of redundant because wouldn't you want to, now I'm not saying count them at all, but wouldn't you want to use that 100 to get as most bang for buck as you can by eating 100 grams net carbs of of broccoli something that's actually going to be fueling your body something that's going to actually satiate you satisfy you nurture you nourish you make you feel good optimize your hormone balance optimize regularity i mean i fear for these people that donate in accordance with my mantra i guess because man oh man you must be constipated i talk to people all the time and they go oh i haven't pooed yeah no sheet If you're not giving yourself fiber, I mean, on average, I think it's 15 grams of fiber people eat a day. Heck, I would probably eat that in a few mouthfuls of my breakfast, which is predominantly fruit. So fruit and veggies is your king takeaway from this. Start prioritizing your fruit and veggies over this absolutely junk refined junk. Now, a little bit about me. So I don't count calories. I don't count macronutrients. I don't even count my protein intake. I mean, I know that I eat enough. But I also will probably never go a day eating under, I'm going to say, three and a half, four thousand calories. And if I said that to most people, they'd fall off their chair and go, oh my gosh, you must be overweight and you're eating far, you're eating far too much. Well, no, I'm not eating far too much. And even if I don't go to the gym or I don't work out or I don't do something, I will still probably eat quite a lot of food for the average person, purely because I'm fueling myself with this proper food. I'm extracting as much nutrients as I can from this food. But again, if I'm eating um, a ton of fruit and vegetables, you're not absorbing, sorry, I shouldn't say you're not absorbing, you're not converting a lot of that food into, say, a caloric number because of all those little bits and pieces that get broken down and all that insoluble and soluble fiber, which is astringent and pushes a lot of junk out of your bowels. So if I was to eat a thousand calories of a burger made by a fast food restaurant and a thousand calories of a nice hearty leafy green salad with legumes. When I say nutrient extraction, I mean just that. When I'm putting that thousand calories of burger into my body, my body's probably registering a thousand calories and it's probably going to put a thousand calories in and that's getting absorbed. Whereas the salad, well, by the end of everything getting digested, I mean, I don't know the math, but far, far fewer would actually be left over. And what I mean by leftover is if your body can't extract the nutrients from that food, well, it'll get stored, okay, as fat, most likely. So therefore, back to my original example of the 4,000 calories of burgers, McDonald's fast food, and 4,000 of broccoli, well, there you go. You're going to be looking different in a week's time, just from that one meal. So to bring this back to the relationship with food, I guess, it boils down to eating in accordance, not with a caloric goal or a macronutrient goal or a physical appearance goal. It should be from inside out wellness to nurture, nourish and look after your body to repair, to aid, to help, to fuel, to optimize 
yourself. Our bodies go through so, so much every single day, but eating in this kind of mentality or arrangement with yourself, you tend to steer away from looking at the caloric number or the the macronutrient profile and more into the, okay, so how can this help my day-to-day existence? How can this benefit me? How can I actually put something in which is going to love me back? Okay, and then it shifts your whole idea away from, oh, well, I, I, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, but, but I want to eat this, I want to eat that. And it comes very much away from a binge and restriction standpoint to a nourish and nurturing standpoint. And that's just a, a quick little sentiment that I want to chuck in there because a lot of people do develop toxic relationships with food based on this very outdated dictatorship type rigid structure of eating that we're told to to eat more or less as well in the fitness industry or what they try and coin as the fitness and wellness industry but it's more or less just how good can you look for a photo shoot um it's so backwards in the sense that they think that a calorie is a calorie and that's gonna not matter the only importance of that calorie is the number and as long as you look good and you can show your abs off show your muscles off whatever it is then bob's your uncle however you can still reach that same exact goal in a far more efficient manner by eating whole foods foods that actually are going to get digested well, look after your body and make you feel good. A lot of people rebound after these these periods of getting fit and lean and, and whatever their, their goal is, but they fall off the bandwagon because how can you put yourself through that much misery and pain eating so little food, working out so hard and the little food that you're eating is very nutrient poor food just because you're so addicted to that that control center in your brain that that desires these really rubbish foods and you're giving yourself these rubbish foods but you're not actually then giving yourself the proper food so you're so underfed and starving for nutrients at the same time so it's no question really that a calorie isn't a calorie and therefore if you want to achieve your fitness goals or whatever it is do it in a healthy manner understanding that a calorie isn't a calorie and understanding that you need to eat with your health at the forefront of your mind. You need to eat with your hormone balance, your regularity, your uh, brain chemistry, the ability to perform at the forefront of your mind in order to feel the best that you can possibly feel. I'm going to leave this one short. I'll probably do another one on, on food and my mattress because quite a lot of people are interested in how I do eat and how I do structure my food. Um, A calorie isn't a calorie. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you whenever you listen to me. I mean, I could talk to you in five minutes time if you replay this. Okay, bye.